Cotney Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cotney. Hey, it's Trent Cotney, CEO of Cotney Attorneys and Consultants. I want to welcome you to another episode of Law and Mortar. John, we're rapidly approaching our 50th episode here. We're going to have to do something special for that. How are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah, I'm on board for that a little uh, 50th episode anniversary special. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think we got to do some kind of free giveaway to our listeners. So stay tuned for that. We got that's magic. Great number, idea. Magic number 50 is rapidly approaching. So the countdown is on. John, first thing I want to talk about is something really cool. You know, you and I both uh, have an appreciation for the history of roofing for the craftsmanship in roofing. And that's one of the reasons that you know, I got involved with the National Slate Association. We both got involved with the International Federation for Roofing Trades. Um, and you have done something that's that's pretty cool, you know, and obviously I'm biased, but I think everybody has, has listened has agreed. And it's the World of Roofing podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners what that is and how that's different from a lot of the other stuff that we're doing? So World of Roofing podcast is definitely unique from the other things we've been doing. And I, I want to say I feel it's a unique out there in, of the other podcasts in the industry. And here's why. We're talking, you know, there's two of us that are a co-host and myself and, and Andrew over Roof Mapping Rally, but we're bringing in that third person. So it's, it's interactive. And the third person qualifications to get on our show, you have to be a craftsman in your field. So we just did one, released it officially yesterday. Um, we did Joe is a master thatcher. I mean, how many master thatchers are you going to come across in the world of roofing, right? Especially over here in the USA. So that's what sets us apart. And Joe runs through his career, the jobs he did, how long it takes. We ask a lot of great questions. So we're working on our next guest now. That is the qualification. You have to be something, you know, something different in your field. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to cover people that are, are great at mopping tar, all you know, all that. But you got to be a skilled craftsman in the industry, and I think that's what's really missing is getting that pride and craftsmanship out to the world, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, when you guys announced that you had Joe as your first guest, he's he's absolutely famous uh, for thatching over in the UK, and you know he's almost like a rock star over there in the world yep. of roofing. So. Um, that is, that is a, a top tier person to get as your first guest. So really looking forward to future episodes. And again, you know, I would love to see our entire industry move away from the commodity type roof to more of the craftsman element. That's, that's always been something that, that I've appreciated. Here's something I'd love to throw out there if I could to finish this off on the world of roofing. It launched yesterday afternoon and we have, you know, we're trying to promote it like everything else. But for a brand new podcast, we hit the number one spot for the most downloads in the first day release of a podcast. Now, that that says something right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely think it's going to be a, a, a big thing. And I think we've got some other plans with it that we can't announce yet, but it's going to be uh, critical to another thing that we're working on. So um so just yesterday, uh, just a few hours ago, I, I uh, got back from Chicago, flew in and flew out same day, um, had the great opportunity, had to, my good friend Fred Creed pick me up uh, from Midway, gave me the uh, his official tour of, uh, of Chicago, and I got to see real Chicago, not, not what you see on the architectural boat tours, not the, uh, the canned tour. 
I got to see the real nitty gritty and uh, really want to thank him. It was a, I had a great time. Uh, the man's lived there since the forties. So I, I got to hear everything from, you know, uh, the perimeters of the, uh, where the Chicago fire was to uh, how things were back in the forties to how things have evolved different, you know, unique features of buildings and all kinds of stuff. It was, you know, you can't pick that up. So I had a great time. But then after that, you know, went over to um, Revolution, which was a brewery and had a great meeting with the Chicago Roofing Contractor Association, you know, one of the oldest roofing associations in the United States. Um, had a great turnout, got to uh, see a lot of my friends that are in, in the Chicago area. And uh, we spoke on OSHA. Uh, Frank Marino, a well-known safety consultant, and I spoke on the topic of the general duty clause. Um, I gave some, some good tactics and tips, and that kind of brings me to the next point that I want to kind of get across and that's people need to understand that from a safety perspective uh you know COVID-19 is something that you've got to make sure that you are keeping updated with regard to all the CDC guidance and the local guidance is happening literally while I was at that meeting uh there was an announcement um that the governor of Illinois came out and was mandating vaccines for teachers, healthcare workers, and requiring indoor masks again. Okay, so if you're not on top of that and you're not following what the regulations are, you're potentially exposing yourself to not only, you know, safety violations, but potentially HR-related violations. So one of the things that you really want to do is make sure that you've got written policies and procedures in place. And it can be as simple as having a, you know, job site hazard analysis or home office hazard analysis or whatever it is where you can plug and play whatever the criteria is, depending on what you're talking about. So something that, that came up, one of the interesting topics that came up in the question and answer session was uh, on vaccines in particular. You know, people are starting, the contractors out there, they're starting to really feel the pressure from customers. You know, we had uh, notifications from three big box stores this week alone. They were mandating vaccines. Um, and there are a lot of contractors that are politically opposed to it, you know, I get it, but at the end of the day, you know, this isn't about politics. It's about getting jobs and, you know, uh, reducing liability. So if you end up in a situation where you have to mandate vaccines or you got a voluntary incentive program, absolutely 100% need that in writing, need it vetted, need to make sure that it's, it's hundred percent on point and that it's distributed to everyone. So everybody's on the same page with regard to what they need to do and what they don't need to do. You know, John, I know you have been getting some questions, um, you know, through your CO on demand feature uh, about vaccines. What, what are some of the things that you're hearing? Well, a couple things that we're getting early feedback on and it matches to what I've seen in the news is that uh, insurance companies are really looking at a surcharge on the health policies for non-vaccinated. Uh, the other thing that is, was announced on the news, and I had, had a couple questions on that too, is the uh, up until now, the insurance companies were covering out-of-pocket expenses on the, uh, basically did away with the 10% or whatever your deductible is for COVID-related illnesses. That's going away. I think they announced that's going away either October or November. So, you know, how does that affect the business? I think uh, business, what I'm hearing is People have a concern is what's going to happen to my rates, my policies and all that. Well, uh, it very well could go up. I mean, they did it when they were pushing the smoking, non-smoking uh, issue. And I, I think you're going to see that. I, I know United 
announced that they're going they got a $200 surcharge on employees that are not uh, vaccinated. So really, I always like to give this advice when I'm talking to them. It's really not political when it comes down to your business. Everyone has their own beliefs. It's, you know, politics, religion, choosing mates in life. Everybody has a different style, a different choice. And that's great. That's what makes us the uh, nation that we are. But when it comes down to business, you really got to crunch the numbers. And that's what I'm telling, you know, telling a lot of people. You got to look at it that way. And like you said, Trent, um, vaccination policies, non-vaccination, you got to be careful how you move on that HR status of it, not just in the OSHA end of it or violations. But I'd say really take a deep dive look at it and talk to somebody and start running the numbers. Because I think now we're going to pay numbers for what is not going to happen or what is going to happen. Yeah. And, and you know, this is not a year where insurance premiums are going to be flat. You, you are, you know, I, everyone I've talked to had CGL increases back in May. Um, you know, everything from, from builder's risk to ENO to you name it, I've seen the increases. So it's something that you got to factor in. I think along with the inflation of everything else, you're, you're definitely going to see increased insurance prices. Um, so, you know, we're, we're preparing for what our, our um, new healthcare costs are going to be for the next year. I know they're going to go up. Um, so just be aware of that, you know, and, and I guess the other thing that that kind of leads into is um, what are your requirements to keep your employees safe from COVID-19, you know? There's a lot of different ways that you could potentially go about doing that, but in, from you know, the, the legal side of things, one of the things that, that I really started thinking about was with this FDA approval, you know, how is OSHA gonna look at that now? Are they gonna say, look, you, you know, if you're not vaccinating your employees, you're not taking every step you need to to keep them safe. You know, and and I, I did an article on this on LinkedIn. I kind of went through the pros and the cons and what the arguments are. But one of the things that we are seeing, both in the federal and the state plans from OSHA, is that the inspectors are asking very specific questions of employees of, you know, how were you trained on COVID-19 protection? You know, what does the employer do? Does he consistently or does she consistently enforce those rules? Right. So these are the types of questions that you've got to have. We talked about, you know, having policies and procedures in, in your employee manual. Safety manual is the same way. You got to have toolbox talks on whatever the latest COVID-19 protocols are. Um, if vaccines are a part, you know, you got to be prepared to, to uh, show that's, you know, show proof of vaccination. Um, so all of that needs to be considered. The key thing is, is that you have a duty to keep your employees safe from recognized hazards. That's the key thing. So, John, anything on that? No, I, you know, we've done, a, I do monthly safety uh, meetings with different organizations for the, for their membership. And that's something we've been covering and questions have been coming up. So COVID policies and COVID safeties kind of took a back seat for a little while. We kind of got relaxed, but right now it's a hot topic. Whatever you think out there, there's a hundred and some thousand people currently hospitalized in the U.S., and the rates are going higher. The infection rates are up there. So that being said, you've got to understand that agencies of enforcement are going to come after and look for any kind of kinks in the armor they can. So we always toolbox talks. You've got to stay on top. Of it. You got to go back to that diligence where you cleaned your vehicles, where you did the temperature checks, where you had masks and clothes. You just have to do it because if you don't, again, you're exposing yourself to losses within your business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the impact on production 
based on the number of crewmen and women that get sick is astronomical. You know, yeah, it's hard to build in that level of inefficiency because you can't predict it. So, you know, any, any measures that you can take to keep the job site and the home office safe, you need to do it. So, um, John, looking on the horizon, you know, we've got a lot of different things coming up here. Uh, the two things that, that I'm kind of most excited for is there's a week in September where we're doing a lot of flying. Uh, we're, we're hitting best of success, and then we're going straight from best of success in Dallas to the Western States Roofing Expo. So uh, it's going to be an incredibly busy week, um, you know, capped off for me with uh, FRSA meetings. So I've got, uh, I got to be in, in three different states in, in one week. It's going to be- and three different places at the same time you do. Right, right, exactly. So what are you looking forward to during that week? Well, I, I, I'm looking forward to, one is I could tell everybody out there that missed me in the live performance in NRCA because of my plane issues. I've changed my flight, so I have enough time to ride a bike if I need to between locations. It's time to get there. But now I'm looking forward to uh, best of success for multiple reasons as one to begin with. I like the, I love the companies that come, they bring people, they bring their folks with them that are on all levels of their company. So it's a great kind of like large peer group setting. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, seeing everybody there, a lot of, a lot of people around the country I'll see. And I'm really looking forward to Western States for a couple of reasons. One is it's not just because it's a convention and it's a gathering. Um, we got a couple speaking topics there. I know you're speaking. Um, we're speaking one together, which I'm really excited to talk about is the history of roofing, which is, you know, you and I are going to be, that's like a fun, like we can't get enough information out. So anybody going to that, you want to check that out. I'm also doing one ahead and I'll let you, I know what you got a couple too, but I'm doing one on empowering your field leaders. So this is a little bit different, um, you know, than what I've done before and what I think you've seen at these places we're really going to drill down on how you get those leadership positions rolling in your field. Mentorship really goes down, you know, workforce training through mentoring and empowering your leadership. So we're going to, I'm going to cover a lot of neat stuff in there. So I look forward to getting that out. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, of all the, the seminars out there, that history of roofing is the one that I'm most excited about. I know we're going to work on some trivia as well and have some, yeah. some live audience interaction. So it's going to be the kind of thing where it's going to be fun. You know, you're going to learn a lot. Uh, you're going to see a lot of cool artifacts, but there's also going to be that interactive element. So definitely a must see. John, my friend, it is that time. Question, question time. time. Yep, right. question time. So uh, today I have got a good one for you. This one is from our friend Richard. And uh, Richard's question is, is when should I give an employee severance? Okay. Good question. So I'll take a shot at it and I'll turn it over to you. So giving an employee severance, is not a gimme, right? It's not something that you, you have to do, you know, now there are certain provinces in Canada where you got to do that, but here in the States, you don't have to do it. Right. So, um, from a, a severance standpoint, what you want to do is you kind of want to see, uh, you know, do you want to give it because they've been a great employee? Do you want to give it because there might be um, liability concerns and you want them to execute an agreement in exchange for that, but it is absolutely not provided. So if they were not a good employee and, you know, you, you have to kind of go with your gut to a certain extent, you know, if, if they were problematic to begin with and you're glad they're gone, 
then severance not, might not be warranted. Don't feel like you just got to hand out free gimmies every time somebody leaves, because if you do that, everyone will be asking, right? Um, the key thing, though, is if you do it, don't give something for nothing and get that, uh, you know, agreement signed that talks about uh, them waiving their rights to any employment type cr uh, claim to the extent that they can. So, John, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, if it's a, again, you know, this is not legal hat. This is just a COO from the past coming through. If it's a straight up termination and you gave, you know, you've had your coaching talks and you've worked your way with the employee to do what you got to do, then I think your severance package was already there when you allowed them to work up to the last day. But again, like I said, that's not uh, legal. That's uh, just what I feel. And it's always worked well. But but again, on the other side of it, if you have to, you know, shut down a department or somebody and you you don't have another position due to workload or whatever, severance could be there. I agree with you. If you've got a very valuable employee that you just can't have anymore due to no control of their own and maybe no control of yours, it's just the circumstances and you can do it. Absolutely. I, I think it's a great thing to do. Um, you know, if somebody just comes in and resigns. You know, again, whether you keep them two weeks or one week or two days, I probably would never do it in that instance. But that, that's that's my feelings on it. I, I think from the legal stance, you covered it well. If there's strategic reasons to do that, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's a complicated issue, but uh, great question, Richard. Appreciate the uh, the input. Uh, we are at the end of our time now, so I want to thank everybody for uh, attending this episode of Law and More. Stay tuned next week for another one. Uh, you can always reach out to me, ask me any questions you want, and we will uh, get them here on the program. T. Cotney at CotneyCL.com. John, how can they get you? And that'd be J. Kenny at CotneyCL.com. And I also wish everybody a great weekend and upcoming week and see you on the next one. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, guys.